DeAndre Hopkins is a Titan. Saquon Barkley is without a long-term deal. And is Isaiah Pacheco maybe heading for the pup list already? How does this affect your fantasy football leagues here in 2023? We tell you all this and more tonight on the In-Between Fantasy Football Podcast. Because I've been in tune, out of touch, coming off the bench, trying to shake the funk, check your stat line, see who's up, that over, under, hit too clutch. I'm trying to avoid getting carried away with the jet sweet sleeping on a trick play, predicting all of my moves like they seen every play, so I'm running it back, head down, get out of my way, and it's for the law with only one thing to do, I guess I'll say a prayer and put it all on the line for you with they all. Just one thing to say, yeah, what they don't know. Something they hadn't seen. I'm off that mean Joe Green. It got me fading between. Yeah, I got it. And I got it. The In Between Fantasy Football Podcast. All right, all right, all right. It is July 18th, 2023. The In Between Fantasy Football Podcast is cruising through the offseason. Tonight, we're tagging, we're bagging, and yes, we are red flagging. I am Seth Wilcock, and tonight I am joined by a good friend who is an FSWA-nominated writer, a man who once studied bees in the great country of Sweden, and now he spends his summers in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. Scott, it feels like forever since we've hung out, man. What's new? What have you been up to this summer, my friend? Oh, lots and lots. Uh, yeah, I haven't been on the pod for a little while. It feels kind of weird. Um, it's good to be back. No, we're just in the, you know, we're in the midst of summer break with the kids and doing stuff. And now things happen more often on weekdays because they're not in school. So yeah, they, I, I appreciate being given some flexibility. Um, but I'm super stoked to be back on the pod. Yeah, and, and what a good time to show up, Scott, because we are absolutely loaded tonight. We've got front and center. We're going to talk about the D-hop situation going over to Tennessee, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, no new contracts for them. And then Isaiah Pacheco, could he be injured? What's the latest with Joe Mixon? He just took a pay cut and Evan Ingram as well. So we finally got some fucking news here. Uh, I feel like we've been asking for it for months and the NFL, they're back from vacation right along with Scott as well because of rookies from nine teams have already reported to camps as of Tuesday here. So uh, we're back at it here. We're going to play a little bit of Ring of Fire themed for those rookies coming in. Our, our producer, Kyle Scott, is going to do the honors and join us later in the show as well. Jim Scott, how you doing in the back end, man? Are you ready to rip tonight? Way too long since I've is. been on the podcast. There he is. And I am ready to have some fun. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. Glad to have you here. Thanks for joining us. And thank you to the IBT Media family for tuning in as well. It's been so cool to see this community continue to grow over the years, especially here on the YouTube platform. Easiest thing you can do to support us and help us do this more and more often is give us a thumbs up if you do enjoy this type of content. And if you're new, if you want to stick around, subscribe and then come back, hang out with us again. Um, and guys, don't forget, we have been very much up to something this NFL offseason. We got draft night out coming in Canton, Ohio. So if you guys are heading out to the Fantasy Football Expo uh, or if you're just going to be in the rural, uh, rural Ohio area around that time, make sure you stop on in to draft night out. We're going to have drinks. We're going to have giveaways. We're going to have food. Uh, Scott, I just got all these new jerseys in today. We got Ricky Williams, baby. Snowy. I saw that on Twitter. We got Brandon Ayuk autograph jersey. And then uh, a little Devo Samuel action as well. So uh, we are loaded. I know with... it was such an interesting mix when I saw your tweet. It was like, Ayuk, nice, Debo. And then it was just like out of nowhere, Ricky Williams. <laughs> old Ricky, baby. Old Ricky. Old old Smokey the Bandit. Um, oh, so yeah. I'm excited to, to give these away, man. I'm excited to, to raffle them out. We're going to have such a good time out there. So if you guys aren't already in on the action of Draft Night Out, the link is in the the show description here, come on out. We got jerseys to give away. We got halftime games and we got freaking live draft season is back, man. Let's not forget. It was only a couple of years ago, Scott. We could not do anything like this. That's true. No, 
I mean, there's so many things going on. I mean, July is just as it typically does. July is just flying by. Yes. Um, you know, as a content creator, there's a part of me that's like, I can't wait. I can't. But then I know, I know the grind that's going to start in about a month. Um, but I'm looking forward to all of it. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like Scott Fishbowl really kicks it all off. We just went through that that whole awesome experience over the last week or so. We got Albert in the chat. Good evening, IBP. Good evening to you, Albert. Thanks so much for tuning in. We got Green Screens Media, our guy right. Eric Romoff over right. there. He's right. on vacation. Good to see you, Eric, as well. Scott showing off that Scott Fishbowl shirt. No, I was just, I was obeying his instruction. <laughs> okay, okay. IBT stand up, baby. Uh, th then we got Stacy, newest member of the IBT media family and staff. He says, what's up? What's up to you, Stacy, man? Thanks for tuning in tonight. We appreciate you guys. Scott, as you said, we are jam-packed. We got a lot going on the season right around the corner. Let's go ahead. Let's jump into it with some front and center. Sometimes taking that first step out the door is the hardest thing to do. Give it a chance. You'll be begging for more. Save the spot just for you. We're all somewhere in between. I've got you come to the just place. Just try to someone. Ain't got to worry about something. Not what it means. Come and give me another because the night is young. At least I so thought. This just in breaking news. Front and center. All right. So good to have the front and center drop back, Scott. We haven't had any news, so we haven't yeah. been really able to do that lately. So it was fun to have that little groovy tune back in our lives. And let's start at the top here. Big news of the week. DeAndre Hopkins, our friend Nuke, signs a two-year, $26 million deal with the Tennessee Titans. Ryan Tannehill, he's going to be the starter here. But will it be long-term, or could we see some Will Levis this season? Scott, everything factoring into your rankings, where do you have DeAndre Hopkins before we talk about the auxiliary pieces? So, I mean, Hopkins was just sitting there in no man's land in my projections for a while. So I scrambled and threw him in on the, on the Titans. This is the closest color I had to the Titans hex color. So I'm, I'm throwing this on for my boy D hop. Um, I currently have him as wide receiver 11 in redraft PPR. Um, I posted that, I think yesterday, the day before, and I got some mixed like, Looks that's good. Oh, if only, and then a, you know, a couple of that's way too much, um, you know, and that's in points per game. So it's very, it's really difficult to predict how many games a 31 year old wide receiver is going to play. Absolutely. Um, you know, he only played, I think, 11 last year. Uh, no, nine, nine games last year. But you know, the games he missed last year was not due to injury. Um, doesn't make it right, but it wasn't due to injury. So he could be a little bit more fresh than he would a normal 31 year old would be. Um, and you know, I think a lot of people miss, you know, gloss over this, but he was the wide receiver 11 last year. Yes. He a minimum of eight games per game in a more pass heavy, but I would say also more dysfunctional offense, um, in Arizona, you know, Tennessee, you know, obviously they're a pretty run heavy team. You know, if you had your, just, if you had your pick of picks where DeAndre Hopkins was going to go, Tennessee probably wouldn't be at the top of that list, but I think it's, I think it's a sneaky good spot for him. I'm not a huge Traylon Burks guy. I think I think Hopkins is going to dominate the targets okay. um, in Tennessee. I think Ryan Tannehill starts the whole year. Ryan Tannehill Hill also only played 12 games last year. He was not he was not a league winner, but he was not a terrible quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback. And I think someone like Hopkins, who's you know has the talent that Hopkins has, just the target hog that he is. I think he's going to kind of pick up right where he left off. I'm not predicting any kind of top five deal. But I think he could sneak into the end, of the back end of the wide receiver ones. Okay, I I would have preferred him at the Patriots. I talked about it a couple of weeks ago, Scott. I think we had Eric on the show, and I was a little more bullish, I think, on Hopkins Patriots style. But maybe I can get down here. Like I I think the bottom line for me is Hopkins was a value in drafts. I think he will still be a value in drafts because, as you said, who wants a 30-plus-year-old veteran wide receiver on a run-heavy team? The optics are bad. Like the optics are not great, but You've obviously found some value in Hopkins. He averaged over nine targets per game last season. And like you said, a dysfunctional offense. I think the big loser here, though, is the person who I think was already being overdrafted. And that's Traylon Burke. So um, this is a guy who I do have no idea how he still has the ADP of the wide receiver five among the 2022 rookies in redraft here. Um, looking at his stats from last season in per game, 
just comparing to the 2022 rookies, uh, targets per game, seventh, yards, eighth, touchdowns, 11th. And like, I just don't think Traylon Burks was ever that guy. I, I think I've kind of been very clear about that really since I saw his combine metrics last spring. And right now, Scott, he was being, or at least before this news, he was being drafted ahead of guys like Jahan Dotson, George Pickens, which I think is just ludicrous when we've seen it from those guys in the league. How do you think it shakes out here for uh, Mr. Traylon Burks? Because if his ADP is anything close to what it currently is, uh, I don't want it. I mean, I will say like, you know, before this signing, I was very curious. I'm not, I'm not super high on Burks. I don't think I'm as low on him as you are. But I'm just kind of in the middle on him. I, I didn't really see him as, you know, this dynamic rookie wide receiver. Um, I was curious to see how he would, you know, how he would do if he was the quote unquote wide receiver one for the Titans. I was curious. I wasn't necessarily excited, but now we don't have to worry about that. Um, I mean, I still have Burks, you know, I still have him uh, just over 10 points a game. I still think he's going to get some play. Um, but yeah, I just, I, He's a wide receiver. Let me see where I have him. You know, it's he's probably a wide uh, back end wide receiver three, wide receiver four, at this point for me. Um, so it's one of those things where if you draft, you know, it happens every offseason. If you drafted Burks right before this signing, you paid too much. Yes, if you drafted yes. Hopkins right before this signing. You know, I mean, everybody assumed he was going to sign somewhere, but there's still there's always going to be a discount if a guy is not on a team yet. Yes, going to be you know. And so he was a discount, like for me in Scott Fishbowl, maybe half a day before he signed, I drafted him onto my team as my wide receiver one, because I waited on wide receivers specifically with him as a target in the middle rounds, um, as a potential team's wide receiver one, fantasy wide receiver one, uh, who catches a lot of passes. I was right there with you in Scott Fishbowl. He was my wide receiver one target. However, Calvin Ridley fell and I took the upside with Calvin Ridley. Who do you have higher in your ranks, Scott Ridley, or, or or I guess who would you take in a vacuum? I guess might be the better question. Um, in redraft, I think I'm I'm taking D Hop. Okay, okay. And last question before we close the door here on Tennessee, where does does this affect Chiga Quanquo at all? That the talented second year tight end he broke out at the end of year one. However, we have to keep in mind with Chig, I think from the beginning, Scott, that was a very different team than than it is now. Uh, we, we did not see Ryan Tannehill in a lot of those games. We saw Josh Dobbs or we saw Malik Willis, God forbid, <laughs> but, uh, like this is not the same team. And now you add D hop to the mix. I think the hype on Chig might be a little bit unjust now, everything said and done. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the hype was, I was, I was not buying it. I mean, I like the player. Um, I think he's a good tight end. I think he was a great story last year, but I wasn't on just the full on no breaks, hype train uh you know for chig just primarily because his his stats last year were decent um he had very good peripherals very good efficiency stats i think we i talked the last time i was on this pod we talked about it but he just didn't see the field that much like right. relatively speaking, right. you know so i do think he sees the field more this year um you know i still i have him currently i have him as the tight end 13 um and honestly okay. i think that's that's I think that's, it's fair. That might be a little high, but I think that's right where I think that's right where he belongs. Okay. The one thing I'll say in the betting market as well, uh, when looking at this move, Tennessee to me was someone who I was really contemplating taking the under. A lot of places they have him that seven and a half or eight and a half mark. I would maybe be more inclined to bet the over on that right now. I, I think that's going to be a very competitive division. And I think that this signing could really put Tennessee back in that discussion. I really thought it was going to be the Colts or the Jaguars to run away with it. Still, I think it's the case with the Jaguars. Um, but nonetheless, it's going to be more competitive. And I'm excited to see this uh, AFC South, which I have not said in a very long I am time. I am too. Like, I'm super excited. I mean, as you know, as you agree, I'm super excited about Anthony Richardson. Yes. I think the Colts, I mean, obviously the Colts, you know, at least near-term future in 2023 is going to rest in that man's hands. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the Jaguars are on the up and up, you know, I mean, Tennessee's never been a super exciting team, but I mean, signing somebody like D hop adds to that excitement. It gives I them think. some relevance. It, it like, gives them some relevance. Yeah. Like last year they were 48% pass 52% run. I think that gets closer to 50, 50. Um, if not, maybe a little skewed towards pass. And I think it's a, I mean, it's a good situation for a receiver because they have Derek Henry running the ball. 
Like they cannot sell out to stop D hop. They just can't do that. Um, so I'm excited. And you're, you're right. You know, AFC South, it's, it's exciting. And I think at the end of the day, something we have to keep in mind, anytime we bet against the Titans, anytime we fade Tennessee, they got fucking Mike Rabel down there. That guy's out there at the American Century Championship out in Lake Tahoe, ripping like 15 SIGs on like an 18 hole course. Like the dude is a stud. He is a legend. And I think he's going to bring that same fiery passion that he did to that pack of Marbies uh, down to Tennessee this year. So let's move on, Scott. Let's talk Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs. They do not agree to long-term deals. Mm. It felt intimate. It, like it felt it, imminent. What is that word? Imminent? Imminent? imminent. There we go. Felt imminent uh, that, that Saquon would sign, and, and he just didn't. I mean, and if it, if it felt intimate to you, that's <laughs> that's your business. <laughs> and i also like but like it is kind of an intimate situation when you think about it. like saquon barkley is someone who has done everything right from his time at penn state from his time with the giants like he is an a-plus character he's a leader in that locker room and he doesn't get paid and i think it would have sent a really good message that they're buying into this new look giants regime under the dayball and, and friends company um but man now we got a mess on our hands scott because RB4 for Barkley right now, according to Fantasy Pros, ADP 12 overall. RB9 for Jacobs, 22 overall. And, like, somebody's going to be – I, I really – I'm starting to think – I was trying not to panic. I was trying not to panic because I don't want to be that guy who gets, you know, overreacts and I get clipped on the internet and then it's back in my face. But, like, I think someone wants to be a mark for running backs. The way they all came together on Twitter this week, JT, Eckler, Derrick Henry, you name it, they all came together as one. Like someone has to be the the guy that goes down with the ship. And I think someone ha is going to be that. And it could very well be Saquon. H how do you feel about it? Because I'm a little scared at that price. I have no Saquon in any leagues I've drafted so far. And at that price tag, RB4, I'm okay with it. I mean, you have to, you have to be concerned. Um, from Now, again, strictly from a fantasy standpoint, you have to be concerned when these upper, these elite guys – um, are in these scenarios just because we just don't know. Um, and I mean, we, you know, like a couple of years ago, five years ago, you might've been able to say like, well, history shows that even if they hold out, they end up playing, but then you had Le'Veon hold out for an entire year and then he switched teams. And so, Melvin, Melvin a couple of years later held out into the season. He still came back, but you're, and you're right. Honestly, you're right. That it does feel a little intimate and that's and strict specifically <laughs> because it has sparked, it has sparked like what I think is an important, discussion and you saw running backs coming out on Twitter and, and, and talking about how they felt. And then, you know, arguing with, with people about how they felt, you know, and as far as how I feel, I think running backs should be paid. Um, I don't have a solution. Um, you know, that the, who is the guy, Matt Miller? Is that his oh, name? Oh, he got buried. Matt Miller got buried. On he got Twitter. buried for being like, Hey, this is, this is the, this is the reality of the situation. And so I, I mean, yes. I mean, I think, homeboy knew exactly what he was doing. By tweeting <laughs> yeah. That. But he, you know, the, the fact that, you know, you, I saw the tweet today with the list of leading rushers for the Super Bowl winners. It's difficult when you look at the business side of it and you're talking about billionaire owners. Um, it's difficult to get past that as far as arguing the side that running backs should be paid. Again, like I said, I 150% think that they should be paid more. And I think Mina Kimes brought up a very good, potential idea in that that rookie contract length has to be shortened they have to Ooh, be able to like test that. the market they have to be able to test the market earlier and make make teams make a choice like do you want me for my prime or not you know what i mean um yeah that's so great. It's, it's a it's a tricky situation i have no idea what's going to happen with jacobs or saquon barkley so for now you know i'm 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 not i'm not moving them yet it's mid-july so i i also have barkley at four i have jacobs at six i've 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 faded Jacobs for the last time. I had him. I, I did my I did my projections. He was at like RB eleven. I was like, nah, screw that. I've I've faded him too long. I'm moving him up. Um, so I'm keeping him there for now, you know. But it's I mean, if you're doing if you're doing redraft like Scott Fishbowl, for instance. But if you're doing redraft drafts in the you know right now, it's tricky. Um, Are you drafting them? Bottom line, at their right AAP? now, I am not. Yeah, same. right now it's enough same. for me. Like I'm. I'm a risk adverse at the top of the draft. I'm very risk adverse I, I at the top. I feel like with some of the running backs in that range, you're splitting hairs, and this hair is big enough to send me to a different running back. 
You know what I mean? Um, so, and it's unfortunate because I love Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs is great, you know, and, you know, I just, I hope it works out. I don't want to see some running back strike where there's no running backs in the league. Like some people have we, floated out there. We already got the actor's strike. We already got the writer's strike. I don't think we need the running back strike. Yeah. Um, maybe Matt Miller can go on strike though. I mean, dude, dude got buried a little bit. So rest in peace to him. Um, a <laughs> lot of engagement yeah. on the tweet I though. I mean, hats off, dude. Dude yeah. knows how to internet, obviously. Dude knows how to internet. So shout out Matt Miller. Ho- hope you see this sometime. Um, we got Stacy saying if you walk away from ten millers or ten million dollars, <laughs> said Miller again. Uh, <laughs> how do you ever get it back? Yeah, that that's the question. Do you walk away from ten mil? Uh, we know Le'Veon. The number wasn't quite as high back then, but Le'Veon was willing to walk away, and then he eventually got paid by the New York Jets. So uh, it's well, going to be it interesting. Didn't go well. Like that's the other problem. Yes. Is like it didn't work out well for him. Well, like, money wise, it did. Money, money wise, it did, but it didn't. No, it didn't work out well for the team. Yes. Yes. You know what yeah. I mean? So. Yes. Yep. All right, let's move forward to some more running back news here, Scott. Isaiah Pacheco. This just came out earlier today. This is a little bit of breaking news. Isaiah Pacheco could be added to the Chiefs' pup list with wrist and hand injuries. This is. This is bothersome. He just got surgery on that shoulder this offseason, and then he does have that hand injury as well. Excuse me. Um, Andy Reid saying, we'll make a decision on Pacheco going forward. He's RB28 in Fantasy Pro's best ball ADP. Is that too high for you, Scott, knowing now he is injured? He's in a complicated backfield, and he's going ahead of guys like Javante Williams, James Cook, Alvin Kamara, Samaj P. Ryan, Charbonnet, Khalil Herbert. It, is that an okay, appropriate ADP, uh, given all the risks? Because it is risky um, as hell now. You know, I think so. That's right where I have him. I have him at 27. This is another one. And again, it's kind of a cop out to be like, well, let's just wait and see what happens. But this is another one where, I mean, it's not, I don't really think it's cause for concern yet. I mean, dude played in the Super Bowl with broken bones in his body and he fixed them. Um, it is a little weird to, you know, I guess at some point the team has to make a statement as training camp approaches yes. about this. You know, I don't think it's, it's not something he just got hurt. So, I mean, that's a positive. This isn't like some certainly, complication certainly. coming back from an injury. This is something that was planned and they're just, they are preparing for potentially him sitting out training camp because he's recovering from these operations. So I'm not to panic mode with Pacheco yet. Um, okay. So I'm still taking him probably there. I mean, it's kind of a complicated backfield, but he's, he's the runner. He is the runner, you know, McKinnon, McKinnon obviously is pass catcher, but he's not going to get a lot of between the tackles work. I don't really want to talk about Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And, and, you know, I've, 40, I've seen, I've RB seen 43 for McKinnon right now is, is his price. RB 43 for McKinnon right now. That's exactly where I have him. Anyway. Wow. You're good. Yeah, man. I know. <laughs> I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Cause I just finished my projections. Um, and you know, I've seen the, I've seen the, like our, our good friend, Matt Jester, uh, tweeted out today, you know, you're going to be calling him generic King by week three instead of generic Prince. I'm not, I'm not going that far yet. I mean, dude's a, dude's a undrafted free agent, breakout age of 21. Didn't really have much of anything going for him in college. He did have a great relative athletic score and speed score. Um, he, he has some explosiveness to him, but I don't, I don't see him making a lot of waves. Uh, you know, I say I say that with a little bit of hesitance because they also took a seventh rounder last year and that worked out well in Isaiah Pacheco. So um, I'm not pushing the panic button on it on it yet. I think this is a pretty typical statement or plan for somebody that had planned offseason surgery that wasn't super major. Yes. Um, so I'm I'm if I'm drafting today, I'm still drafting him where he's going. And uh Man, whoever broke this news did a really shitty job. Originally, that they, they put that Pacheco could be out if he if he was on the pup list, he'd be out the first six weeks of the season, and everyone was really panicking. Uh-oh, and then pup works. Yes. Yep. And then they came back. They issued a correction. So good on them. Good on them. Yeah. Um, let's have accurate reporting. We though. won't know for sure. Like if he does start on the pup in the preseason, we won't. You know, we aren't gonna know until the. You know, I mean, maybe if they decide, yep, he's going on pup for the, for the regular season, maybe they say something early, but we probably won't know for sure. And again, that's if he does start the preseason on the PUP, we probably won't know for sure until right up, you know, leading up to week one. And I think the bottom line, why I'm still 
attracted to him at that ADP, despite this injury, despite the Kansas City backfield sometimes being a mess, is this is a high-value offense. Mm -hmm. They are going to score a lot of touchdowns. They don't have a lot of proven pass catchers in the red zone aside from Travis Kelsey. So I really think if Pacheco gets back healthy, it's Kelsey and it's him who are getting those touchdowns. Pacheco could walk into 10 touchdowns this season, Scott. Like it's it's in the realm of possibilities uh, for sure. So, uh, yeah, I think we're both still in on Pacheco. Don't hit the panic button quite yet, guys. And let's move to uh, one more running back headline for the week. Joe Mixon takes a $3.9 million pay cut to stay with the Bengals out there in Cincinnati. He is now up to RB15 in Fantasy Pros ADP, pulling that from all the best ball sites. That's ahead of Kenneth Walker, Aaron Jones, and J.K. Dobbins. Is that an appropriate price for him, Scott? He's someone who's been in RB1 multiple years now. However, he was kind of boom bust last season. He, he had that big four touchdown game. Um, and then outside of that, it wasn't that pretty. I think that's appropriate. I, I, I was telling you, I have him at RB11 right now. And I had him there before he took this pay cut. Um, I just think he's one of those guys like, and he was another one. And I got him in like the fifth round in Scott Fishbowl. You know what I mean? It was just like another target of mine. Like if he's going that late and he's, He's one of the last remaining bell cows. And I think he remains that bell cow this year. That's why, you know, the inefficiency and his low yards per carry, it, it it's not a deal breaker for me with somebody like that. If you've got a guy splitting carries and he's averaging 3.9 yards per carry, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. then yeah, that's that's one thing. But, you know, and he he torched his career high in targets and receptions last year. And that was with Samaj P. Ryan on the team who is no longer who, who also had 50 plus targets. Yeah. Brian. So, I mean, I just, I don't see really, you know, the, the probability for me is that Mixon just dominates backfield opportunities for the Bengals this year. I love me some chase Brown. I do. Um, but I, I, I just think you know, the guy. likelihood that he is going to supplant Joe Mixon in 2023. It's not something I'm betting on. You know what I mean? He'll get work. Yeah. He'll get for work. Sure. I'm not saying Joe Mixon's going to be 100% opportunity to share guy. Chase Brown will get some work, um, but I just think Mixon, it's just, I can't pass up on him, you know, as a, as a back end RB one, you know, upper RB two with the, with the volume he's going to have. It's just, I can't do it. I think one thing I would say if I am taking Mixon right now and he's going 41 overall. So about the beginning of the fourth round is where you can get him in most of your redrafts, most likely. If I am taking him at that price tag, I am going to handcuff with my last pick in the draft, Chase Brown, likely. He's RB61. We have talked about Chase Brown uh, just to exhaustion this offseason. He is one of, I think, both both one of our favorite rookies as far as talent-wise. Um, but this is a situation that Joe Mixon, he's still with the team. I think we like Chase Brown a lot more in the situation that Joe Mixon was cut or traded, something along those lines. Um, but he is back, so... If I am taking Mixon at 41 overall or in that range, I am going to be handcuffing with Chase Brown later on down the line as well. Um, And then let's round it out here, Scott. We got one more headline for the week. Evan Ingram signs three-year extension worth up to $41.25 million. Good for you, Evan Ingram. Yeah, congrats to, you know, a couple years ago, people were calling him Stonehands Ingram. Like, there are a lot of mean nicknames out there. And he came back last season with a very serviceable quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, and was on display, man. Really willed the Jaguars some big games, uh, carried them towards the end of the season. And right now, for me, uh, he's tight end eight behind Pat Fryermuth in my redraft rankings. Um, but I like honestly, I like him better than tight end eight. Honestly, like I like him better at overall ADP of ninety five than guys like George Kittle overall ADP of 60 or Darren Waller, even at 77. I like the discount we're getting here on Ingram. Does that discount stay intact? And are you taking him at that value as well, Scott? Yeah. I mean, he's one of my like kind of weight on tight end targets, you know, typically within like tight end six through 12 or whatever, you know, or at least the kind of generic advice there. And I mean, it's based in, in data is that it's really, really doesn't matter. Right. But if I'm in that range, He's he's a target. I'd rather have the him than Fryermuth. I have him one spot behind Goddard, but I might be I might be I might be talked into taking him over Goddard potentially. Um, I agree with you on Kittle. Like I'm I'm just not going to have Kittle. No, no, no. I've never really had any Kittle. I love the dude. He's I have, and he he doesn't win me leagues. He I've never when he plays when he's there, but he's such a good blocker that he just it's just 
to me, it's not worth that top three price tag. And I mean, I've got Kittle at tight end three right now. So, I mean, I'm like, when I shake out the numbers, that's where he is. But I'm I'm likely not going to have Kittle. But I will disagree somewhat. I love me some Waller this year. Waller is another one I was targeting. I just think I think he's going to lead that team in targets. I think if he's healthy, we've seen what he can do when he's healthy. I think Daniel Jones takes takes a mini step up this year. I think Waller is going to be great. Would I rather have Waller at 77 or Ingram at 95? Flip a coin for me. Okay. 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 Good to know. Um, I am intrigued though. Like I feel like finally we do have a little bit of tight end depth going through those top nine or 10 tight ends. I am very intrigued by them. So uh, congrats to Evan Ingram. One thing from a dynasty standpoint, I have talked up Bretton strange. He's a guy out from here from Penn state as well. And uh, I, I think we can kind of rest him. I don't know if he even needs to be going in rookie drafts. Now he had some upside. If Engram didn't sign a long-term extension. However, if, I think that goes out the window here, Scott, if, you, if you've got a spot on your taxi squad and the rules let you keep somebody for a few years, I'd keep him there potentially. Yes. I mean, yeah, this, signing, yeah, yeah. this signing or not this signing strange wasn't going to really do much this year. I mean, there are people that are like, why would they have drafted strange in the second round if they were going to extend Ingram? And I get that to an extent. And the, you know, the, the knee jerk is oh bulky. They just an idiot, blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> you know, my response to that is one, I, I don't think during the draft they knew with 100% certainty, they were going to extend Evan Ingram in July. I don't think that was known Two, you know, we're not an NFL team, you know, not every NFL team is taking a tight end in the second round to be a fantasy star. You know what I mean? Like there's other reasons teams get tight ends. So I'm not, you know, I'm not 100% just like if I've got strange, you know, I did, I don't think I drafted him anywhere. I think I picked him up off waivers on a few teams and threw him on my taxi squad. I'm just going to leave him there as long as I can. But, but the, you know, the, the outlook is not great. Yeah. But the outlook is great for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I think there's someone like, I am trying to collect Jacksonville Jaguars right now. I'm sending out trade offers in dynasty leagues to try and get more Travis Etienne. And in redrafts, I am targeting a lot of them as well. They have a great schedule this year, despite winning that division. Uh, right now, the over-under win total form is nine and a half, Scott. Without looking at the schedule, would you be inclined to take the over? It's minus 150, so a little bit of juice you'd have to lay on that. Or would you take the under plus 130? Um, you said nine and a half? Yeah, that, that, yeah, they also have some alternative totals out there, depending on the books. Um, but nine and a half is is the normal set. Oh, man, Jaguars country, let's ride. I, I'd take the over. <laughs> all right, Jaguars country, let's ride. Scott's saying it here first. All right, that's all the, 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 the mainstream fantasy football news topics we're going to cover today. I uh, appreciate your analysis, Scott. But before we let everyone go, we do have a fun game of Ring of Fire lined up for you with the one and only Kyle Scott. Ladies and gentlemen, we got something real special planned for you tonight. This is The Ring of Fire, featuring our special guest, Kyle Scott. Now y'all, saddle up, strap in. We're going to have a real good time. Saddle up and strap in. We are back with the man, the myth, the legend, the redheaded phenom, Kyle Scott. What's up, my friend? Happy to be here, guys. Happy to represent people with red hair. Second <laughs> to only the red rocket himself, Andy Dalton. Fuck uh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Hall of Famer, Andy Dalton. I want to see Andy Dalton grow his hair out like Kyle's. I, I just I want to see it at some point. Doesn't everyone? Yeah, I think I think Andy Andy Dalton actually like like he would fuck with red hair like I, or like long red hair. I think he would do it, man. I'm in. I'm. I actually don't think I've ever seen an NFL player with long red hair though. Am I, Scott? You got one back in your history uh, at all? No, I, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Kyle, maybe it's you, man. Maybe maybe you know late bloomer. Get in there. You're about six yeah. four. You you catch some end zone passes. I also just feel like Andy Dalton's the kind of guy. Like if if it were still my bar hopping days and there were there was any chance of a bar fight breaking out, I'd want him on my team. You know what I mean? I just feel like I don't know why. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, I feel no. Like dude scraps. I, I think he does scrap, and I would also say like. 
I also think afterwards he's going to maybe even hold like a little bit of a religious prayer, make sure everyone's <laughs> good. Like guy went to TCU, you know what I mean? So he's going to make sure that uh, he, if he's – yeah, if he if he's raising hell, he's praising upstairs as well. So I like that comp there. A little street fighter action from uh, Andy Dalton. Kyle, why don't you take us on a journey down the Ring of Fire road and tell the audience what they can expect from this little mini game of IBT? So Ring of Fire is one of the all-time classic college drinking games. We played it all the time down in our little backwater college town. So we're very familiar with it, but if you're not, it's a very simple card game. Uh, We'll pull a card. The card uh, corresponds to a question or a prompt. Maybe it's trivia. Maybe it's opinion-based. Maybe it's fantasy-based. And Seth and Scott are just going to be answering my questions pretty much. It's a very simple game, but it's a lot of fun. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm pumped. Kyle, get us started here, man. I can't wait. I'm jazzed. We haven't played this in like three months, by the way. It's been a while. All right. So six. Oh, boy. Six is pick six. You're going to name the top six of a category. And the category is the highest grossing films of 2023. Oh, dear so, what Scott, movies? how we should play this, we should play this like Family Feud. Kyle, don't you agree? Let Scott yeah, start it, and if he can't get it, throw it back to me, and then I can kind of try to steal the question oh, here. Oh, God. I'm not a Marvel guy, so I don't know what Marvel movies have come out this year. <laughs> so I'm going to be at a, I'm gonna be at a distinct disadvantage. Um, has Barbie already broken the record, even though it's not out yet? <laughs> no. Um, maybe most tweets about it, man. Especially in the IVT group chat. There's way um, too much Barbie love going on. What has made that? Oh, man, I am totally blanking. I just, I don't, I haven't seen a lot of new movies. Let's go with Don't Look Up. Don't Look uh, Up? That's like 2021, bud. <laughs> was it? I, I think you're back a little bit. Yeah, yes. that's kind of pandemic, wasn't it? Was it? Okay. Um, I'll give you. Can I? Movie. Can I? Can I cheat and just say the I'll... most recent Marvel movie? <laughs> um, I would say that's probably Ant Man, Kyle. Right? Is Ant-Man? that Ant Man? I yes. Ant-Man. All right. My answer is Ant Man. All right. Yeah. Ant Man is number six. All okay. right. All right, Scotty. All right. All right. Because I'm gonna do. All right. Your turn, Seth. Can you beat six? Yes, I think I can. Um, just look it up real quick. Uh... <laughs> Was Avatar this this year's? Wow, Avatar two is number five. All right, all right, oh, wow. all right, all right. So all right. you barely took it. We have. Um, four can more. I get Cocaine Bear on the list? Cocaine Bear is not on the list. Oh, <laughs> damn it! All right, Should be. that movie is awesome. What about uh, Mission Impossible? No, not yet. You want to okay. think a little movies that have been out for a while. Okay. Okay. I'm well, I mean, not more than seven months. Right, but Okay. Okay. Super Mario Bros. movie. It's the first movie I've gone to see in years in the theater. It was excellent. Super Mario is gonna be number one, isn't it? Super Mario Brothers is number one. Woo! Wide margin too. Uh um Oh okay. We've got we've got one, five, and six. Yes. Yes. Okay. Is this only in theaters as well, or is this at, like streaming as well, Kyle? Um, I think it was just movie theaters. Okay, okay, okay. I just, I just need to yeah, see a list of the movies that came out in 2020 um, to be able to compete here. Was Thor: Love and Thunder on, on that list, Kyle? No, that came out last year, I think. Okay. I, I, I think I'm tapped. I think I'm tapped. Honestly, I think that's all I got. I'm, I'm also not the movie buff Kyle is. Scott, any final steals for you, my friend? Or should we uh, give it? What about Smile? No. Okay. That was a shady. Right. That was some shady promos they were doing for that. I also think that might have been 2022. And that now. movie's also The Ring. If you haven't seen it, it's just The Ring again. So. <laughs> okay, a little remake action there, Kyle. Read them oh, off man. here, man. What are the? What I have, are the another, other ones? I have another guess because I cheated. The Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid is number four. So number one, we had Super Mario Brothers. Number two was Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. 
Oh, that's three. right. Three Guardians of, Guardians of the Galaxy. Galaxy. Yeah. Uh, Four Little Mermaid, five Avatar, and six Ant-Man and the Wasp. That was pretty yeah. good, Scott. We did pretty good on that. I I'll mean, kind of. I I guessed one because you told me what it was, <laughs> and then I cheated. <laughs> so, that was all you said. <laughs> all right, next next card here. Let's move off of movies, Kyle. What do we have for King? All right, so King is King of the Times. Everyone answers a question about the current time of year. And now I came up with this one. Okay. Uh, it is the summer. It is barbecue season. It is cookout season. It's party time out in the backyard, over the grill. The question on everyone's mind, burger or dog? Damn. Um, here's my answer. If I'm barbecuing in my backyard, I'm going burgers. You got it, but you, somebody made me a burger a few weeks ago and there was no cheese put on it while oh, I was still cooking. Sorry. Terrible. Yeah. I, I can't do a burger without cheese. Yeah. So if I'm at home, I'm cooking a burger with some cheese. If I'm camping, it's dogs. Okay. Right. I, I agree with you on that. Camp hot dogs must have. Also love some cheese on my hot dogs as well. So don't However, worry. I do have a caveat. If it's crap dogs, a.k.a. Seattle dogs, then I'd probably prefer that over a burger. And we make those all the time because so, we're in Seattle. So, you know. What do you consider Seattle dogs, Scott? Kyle um, might also know. Has to have cream, one time. cream cheese. That's, that's basically, I mean, it's a big, nice brat or whatever. But it's, and, and the first time I ever had one, I was coming out of a club or whatever in Seattle. I was like 22 2 a.m., you know, drunk. And there was a hot dog stand called Dante's and they had Seattle dogs. And I'd never tried one. And it was the best hot dog I've ever tasted. I mean, you get the context. That's sometimes you have your best meals. But best thing I ever tasted, we started making them. So it's cream cheese and then caramelized grilled onions. Um, and then typically people slaughter uh, sriracha on it too. Oh, I'm in. So I'm good, in. Man. I, the cream cheese I, sounds weird, but it makes it so good. I, I honestly 100% agree with you. I, I've never had that, but I think I would fuck with it. And I, I do agree with you. Like, I think you can do up a hot dog a little more than you can a burger, in my opinion. Like, there are some really, ass, like, good-ass hot dogs out here in Lancaster County that, like, they're done up, they're cheese, they're jalapeno-filled. Um, some venison dogs I'll fuck with, too. So, fuck it. I'm going hot dog, baby. I'm well, like going said, hot dog. Camping. Putting a putting a hot dog on a little spike and cooking it over the yeah. campfire. There's nothing quite like that. Kyle, uh, what do you think here? What's your opinion, dog or burger? Uh, if you know at the grill, you know at the cookout, I'm usually honestly saying one of each. But uh, I if I have to pick one, I might pick burger. Um, I'm not a big toppings guy on my hot dog. I usually just do mustard. Oh. Um, oh. But uh, I do, I, you can put, for me, I can make a hamburger more my own with the toppings than a hot dog. Yeah, it's a good take. Okay, okay, good take. Yeah, good take, Kyle. Good question, by the way, Jim. Good, good question, buddy. Good, good question. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's flip this next one, see what we get here. Nine. All right, nine is nine times out of ten. So <laughs> I had to change this question last minute. Uh, nine times out of ten, fire trucks are red. <laughs> what is the? Can you name another color fire trucks are? Uh, white. No. Scott, what do you got? I'm thinking. I'm just picturing those days I commuted for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. Um. So nine, 90% of the time, a fire truck is red. 10% of the time, it is this other color. Correct? That's well, what we're doing here? Well, I don't know the exact percentage. Yeah, those well, numbers but, might yeah. not be accurate. We're just I know, man. Um, <laughs> is it... Is it blue? No. You, got, you want to think safety? They're Orange. Yellow. 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 That was my other guess. Trucks that are bright, uh, like a yellow like a school bus. Yeah, yellow. I guess blue, like dark blue, probably not. Probably not a good color for a. Fire that was truck. the original question, Jim. That was the original was. question. 
What, what uh, happened to the school bus question? Well, I looked up the answer, and all school buses are yellow. Oh. Uh, it's, it's regulated in the U.S. at least. <laughs> and it has been since 1939. I mean, you could have tricked us. <laughs> we could have guessed, and you could have been like, no, you're wrong. 100% of them are yellow. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that I have seen, like, blue school buses painted, but they're, like, like for Penn State or, you know, Steeler games or something. So, like... They're not actually school buses anymore. They're just buses at that point. So good point. I learned something today, Jim. That's what we yeah. like to do on this podcast. Teach a little bit, have a little fun, have a couple of drinks. You know, I think we're crossing all those uh, crossing all those dots tonight. And in both instances, the color yellow is for safety. Uh, you can see it from far away and it shows up in dark environments better. Interesting. Okay. All right. Let's go ahead. Let's flip this next card here. What do we got for 10, Kyle? All right. 10 is categories. This is an old school card. Nothing changed from the original game. You just name categories until you can't anymore. Some good old fashioned categories, baby. Can I, can I pick the, uh, can I pick the category tonight? So wait, so you pick a category and then we have to name things that fit that category. Yes, correct. Yeah. correct. Just don't do movies of 2023. No, <laughs> no, yeah, no. We're going we're gonna to send it back to the fantasy realm with this question here. Oh Let's go with wide receivers entering their second season. Garrett Wilson. Uh, Jan Dotson. Chris Olave. Traylon Burks. Jameson Williams. Uh, Romeo Dobbs. Alec Burks. Uh, Kyle Phillips. Um, let's go with, I, I don't know if it was said, but was Christian Watson said? No. Christian Watson, yep. Did you say, who did, who did you say, Alec, what? Alec Pierce. Oh, Pierce, okay. Um, oh, I just had one and it's, now it's, it's fine. Uh, Give him the buzzer, Kyle. Sam- Samaje Torre. Oh, that was a good one. Damn it. Damn it, that no, was I mine. I I said that right. Damn it, that was mine. That was mine. Oh, uh, oh, uh, George Pickens. Um, fuck, I'm blanking. Go through the teams one by one. Uh, Calvin Austin. Damn it, that was mine as well. Scott, damn it. Oh, shit. I, 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 oh, I think, I think you have to buzz me, Kyle. I'm out. I'm, I'm, I'm tapped out. Good, good call. I didn't think anyone would get Calvin Austin. That was my ace in the, in the back pocket, Scott. Well done. Well done. Good job, Scott. All right. All right, Kyle, what do you say? We flip one or two more of these cards and we call it a week. Sounds good to me. Three. Three, Three is me. You're going to answer a question about yourself. All right. This question, <laughs> <laughs> what college class did you get the lowest grade in? Scott, while you think of this, I will take this. There are okay. two. I think I only got two C's in college. They were both in my first semester, and it was because I was smoking way too much pot at Kevin's house. <laughs> I'll be honest. I was, um, but it was my theater class. God bless my group. God bless Je- Jesse Lipschitz. Love that guy who was in my group. Um, but for our final project, we didn't want to say any lines because that's how my group was. So uh, we made a silent film, and it was uh, basically a bank robbery. It was a mess. I didn't do some bonus that I could have. I got a C in it, a little bit of a wake-up call. Same semester, C in Spanish 101 as well. I had taken Spanish in middle school. It had been a while. Again, smoking a little too much pot at Kevin's house. So uh, those are my two classes, Scott, theater and Spanish 101. Um, however, Can we please see this silent film you made? <laughs> oh, oh it, I, please? It, I don't think it was like it wasn't actually recorded. It was performed live in front. Oh, of me. okay. All right. So it Jeez. ended. It ended with me getting. Ta- I had the money and I was running out with it. I got tackled like you know, like TJ Watt coming around the corner by my boy Tavon. Phone goes flying, glasses go flying, and then my buddy Jesse, like who was just hiding behind a table the whole time, picks up the money and he runs. So uh, it was a hell of a performance. Hell Can of a I- performance. For mine, can I tell a little tiny story? Absolutely, yeah. No, it okay. doesn't have to be yeah. tiny at all. So, first of all, um, I did not have a wonderful college career um, for a variety of reasons. So, honestly, uh, like Seth, um, mine's a tie for multiple classes lower than a C. But um, I am going to pick sociology class I took. 
first semester of freshman year, and there's a specific reason. Um, I actually, I, I thought I'd, I'd put a lot of effort forth in this class. I didn't skip it too much. There you go. Um, but the professor uh, put a lot of our grade into the final paper. Like a ridiculous amount of our grade was determined by the final paper. So I wrote, I don't remember what I wrote about, but I remember at the time I was proud of what I wrote. Um, I worked really hard on it. And she had this thing where she's like, it needs to be slid under my door because this was pre, -e basically pre-email. It was hard copy everything. There you go. So okay. She said it needs to be slid under my office door by 9 a.m. on Monday, right? So I finished it up on Sunday afternoon. I went to the building. I slid it under her door Sunday evening, went on, went on my merry way. Um, so fast forward to spring semester. Um, I am... And I mean, why I didn't know what I got in that class until this moment, I, <laughs> I, 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 I can't really remember. It's a little hazy, but flash forward to spring semester. I am warming up in the outfield about to start in left field for the college team my freshman year. And, and a school administrator comes walking onto the field to inform me um, I cannot play because I am on academic probation. I cannot play baseball that spring. No. Um, a big reason for that academic probation is because that professor claimed I did not turn in my paper and gave me a zero, which took me down to an F. Um, so I like, I mean, I took it all the way to the Dean of faculty. I was like, look, I, I submitted it. And what had happened is she, I guess, picked up the papers that Monday morning and then she went on vacation or she left and she said it wasn't there. I know I slid it under the door. And basically it became, I couldn't, there was nothing I could do. So I had to eat that grade and I had oh. to miss baseball. And no. the next year I broke my arm right before the season oh. started. Oh man. And the, by, by my junior year, I was like, I'm not into this anymore. And I quit. Oh, what was her so name? Was do you a, know her name? Friggin' ripple effect. I don't remember her name. Well, fuck that teacher, man. That's yeah, are, are you sure you so... got it under the right door though? Cause that yes. was my, that was my first concern when you said this, did you put it under the right door? But I absolutely put it 100% put it under the right door. All right. Well, um, fuck that teacher then, man. I that's, that's what shit. she told me is she said you submitted it. She was kind of wishy-washy about it. She said you submitted it after the deadline. She didn't say she didn't get it technically. She said, I submitted it after the deadline. I said, no, I didn't. I said, okay, fine at least give it back to me because it's a hard copy. I'd like to have it back. Radio silence. She was gone, by the way, the next semester. She was not a teacher at the college anymore. Fishy. But it fishy, was, uh, fishy, I, I fishy. can't blame her for my academic probation. I messed up royally my first semester of freshman year. Um, but that played a big role in it. And that was one thing I actually did thought I did right. And I got <laughs> screwed. So Kyle, before we move on here, maybe don't tell your your worst grade, but maybe you can tell about the story about you and I being in the same class before we even knew each other. Oh, yeah. So we also, uh, Seth and I were also in a first semester sociology class. Our so, baby, year. your first semester, my, my, first my third. Year. Yeah. Uh, and we sat on opposite sides of the room and didn't talk to each other once. <laughs> and then... At the end of the year, in probably the last week of April, I actually met Seth, and he was like, oh, yeah, I recognize you from Soch. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Kyle didn't recognize me. Kyle didn't recognize me. But to be fair, Kyle sat with all the cool kids, and I just happened to like kind of almost walk in late the first day, and I just sat where there was a seat, and it happened to be a side where none of those kids wanted to talk to me. They didn't want to talk to the teacher. They didn't want to talk to anybody. So... But, oh, don't you just don't you just miss those days when they, <laughs> where your seat placement matters? Where your seat placement determine your social status. Yeah. Yes. So, Kyle, that is the one that you were the cool kid at that point, buddy. You were the cool kid. You were having a blast. I was dealing with Jim, who who was just you know happy to show up to class and slept through most of it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, college fun time went too fast, but we do have one more card to flip for tonight. Kyle, let's do it here. Number two. What do we got? Oh, wait, I think we already did two. Let's go no, ahead. We, oh, I don't no. think we did. Cause okay. two is you 
and you hold a fantasy uh, a beef session with your co-host. This was a lot easier in the past when we had another co-host. Scott's hard to beef with. <laughs> what is this now? We basically beef back and forth on some of our fantasy takes, some of our irrational love or hate for players. Okay. Um, Scott, you're hard. I, I'll let you tee it up, man, because you're you're hard. I have to think you're you're kind of hard to beef against. So, is it appropriate me to lure you in with a take that I think you'll beef against? Certainly. Um, I don't think Damian Pierce is going to be very good this year. I think he's going to be outside the top thirty. You know, is that you enough? Kinda, you, you you caught a lot of flack for that on Twitter, and, and that was something I kind of went. I did. I, uh, there was some there was some beef in the comments of that post. Our guy Jono oh, okay. wasn't lo- wasn't loving that take, and I think I'm going to back Jono on that. I think honestly, man, I think you're a little low on the Houston Texans as a whole. I think they could be a better team than you're giving them credit for. C.J. Stroud, that guy's a fucking weapon. We got, uh, uh, of course, you know, a little bit of a not a great receiving core. We got Nico Collins, we got Tank Dell, Xavier Hutchinson, Robert Wood. So he's out there, you know. Um, and Dalton Schultz. So I, I think you are a little bit low on Damian Pierce. Well, okay. So my, my take isn't necessarily that I think the Texans are bad. I agree with you on all that. I love CJ Stroud. You're just worried about Devin Singletary, huh? I'm, I'm not worried. I mean, in a way, yes. And I mean, you, for me, it's fairly simple. It took, it took a massive oper- you know, running back share of the running back market last year. It took a massive, like top three in the league. Yes. For him yes. to finish as the RB 22. So for me, for him to reach that level, he has to at least hit that same threshold. Um, and I, here's the deal. He's a really good, I think he's a good running back and I know rookies get better and I know the team is better. If he were to hit that threshold this year, I think he would be in the mid teens. I honestly do. I just, I it's, and so this isn't a discount of his talent. This is just, he is not going to see that type of, of uh, workload this year. Um, I'm not scared of Devlin Singletary coming in and taking over, but Devin Singletary is going to play. He is going to play. He is a better pass blocker, better pass catcher. Um, I just think he's going to find the field. He's one of those running backs. That's good for the NFL. Not really great for fantasy, but he's a good running back for an NFL team. Um he didn't have any competition last year at all. I don't care how much he loved Rex Burkhead. Sexy um, Rexy. That was, I do have, if you want to beef with me about something, I had some irrational love for sexy Rexy coming into the season. I had a lot of sexy Rexy and, and some, I mean, again, I, 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 I think I, I think with a few of my teams, I fell for your shtick on sexy Rexy and I ended up with them too, but it's a great name. So anyway, that's enough about Damien Pierce. And if I'm, I actually want to beef about myself a little bit, if that's okay, Kyle, but to round this out here. I think I was pretty unjust a couple years ago. I used to call Jimmy uh, Jimmy Graham on, I think it was the second or the third season of the show. I could call him Jimmy Grandpa. I didn't realize this guy's like a skydiver and sailing across the world. And like this guy does all the, this crazy shit. So if there's something that, that, that I can I, I can rest with, that I can have beef with myself with, Scott, you can have beef with me about. I have an irrational hate sometimes for Bears tight ends. Don't know why. It's happened with Cole Komet. It will still happen with Cole Komet. Happened with Adam Sheehan when he was a rookie. It's happened a lot of times, and I can't help that. So I just pointed out one of my flaws. So I'm a better person now because of that. So I, uh, so really I I'm lifting always, myself up. I don't care how many planes Jimmy Graham jumps out of. I'm always going to hold him somewhat accountable for being a big reason the Seahawks went in the wrong direction following their Super Bowl time. Um, when they traded Max Unger at Pro Bowl Center for Jimmy Graham as some sort of knee-jerk reaction to not giving the ball to Marshawn Lynch, like next yeah. time we'll throw it on first and goal from the one, but we'll throw it to Jimmy Graham. It it really he was not he was okay for Seattle, but it was not worth giving up Max Unger. Their offensive line went downhill, the team went downhill. So I'm with you, but not because he was on the Bears. <laughs> I love how it ends up. We're just beefing with Jimmy Graham at the end of it. But <laughs> well, Scott, Kyle, I can't thank you guys enough for for joining us tonight. Man, it's been an awesome show reconnecting with you guys. It's been way too long. And I want to shout out the IBT family. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, if you guys are new to the channel, please hit that subscribe button. Help us continue to grow. Bring you more content. 
We got a lot of cool shit coming, guys. We got so much cool stuff. Live draft event coming this August for you. New line of merch coming your way soon as well. And some really cool partnerships that we're very excited to announce just around the corner. But until then, enjoy the rest of this weekend. Enjoy the dog days of summer and the start of NFL training camp for nine NFL rookie teams. And until then, you know what to do. Keep it in between.